Hey, dude, I haven't had like tears come in my eyes for wrestling like in a long time. <laughs> they well, other people were crying. Like it was, yeah, it was, yeah, okay. <clears throat> yeah, we'll say he said he's down. All right, so we can just start going, and then you can text him, and then we, we'll get him on. Dude. Yeah, there was a wrestling show tonight, right? <laughs> yes, there was a wrestling show, apparently. I heard that there was one. <laughs> so what happened? What just happened? Did, can you I'm just... St- I'm going to... You as the sort of... I'm, you're the wrestling expert on the show, and I'm the guy that sets up the microphones, but, like, uh, what is the significance of tonight? What just happened? Oh, my God, dude. The world broke. You know, the the this was the... This could never happen again because he was so broken. He healed himself and came back. Mm-hmm. And this is a moment that I always said that for wrestling to kick off, you needed to have Scott Hall show up on Monday night. And even though this was telegraphed, it felt so, so special having CM Punk back in a ring. I just want to say before, can we just appreciate how well it was telegraphed and that they didn't actually reveal it? But they never said it. No, they and never I, said it. And props to Tony Khan for utilizing modern technology and the way people communicating it and get information. Now he never said it, but everybody knew. Yeah, he literally like that's such a Silicon Valley thing. Like, do you remember? Do you remember when Christian came out and it was a surprise, and, and they were talking about how TNT got upset because they want to know what's going to happen. They don't want to have surprises. And yeah. Tony Khan just Silicon Valleyed it and was like made it completely clear what was going to happen and never said it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was incredible. And uh, nobody, nobody let it slip at all. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter because everybody, the hints, it was like, you know, it was like the perfect courting. It was like the perfect flirting. I mean, it literally just like, yeah, we know what's going to happen. We're we're not going to say it. And you're still going to be, this was better than a surprise. Yeah. The surprise, this was way, way better than a surprise. (laughs) This was, we know what you want and we're getting it. And now we're giving it to you. (laughs) Yeah. And he just, I mean, just like an hour before the show, he's like, look, I think everyone knows what to expect. So, and he still didn't say it though. But yeah. and he just shows he didn't need to. Yeah. And Big Show was teasing it on some podcast before too. Like, yeah, I think um, everybody had their mar- marching orders. They got a few. Who I don't know if AEW has staff writers, but they threw them a few lines to say. But everybody was teasing it. And then right before the show, Jericho's like tweeting, "It's clobbering time." Oh yeah, I mean, uh, dude. I I mean, this is one. This is going to go down as one of the most special moments of all time, of all time in pro wrestling. And this isn't just the adrenaline talking. This is just like this felt on. This has felt like from it came from another world, and we knew it was coming, and everybody knew it was exciting. But when it was actually really happening, you're just like, "Is this still like? Is this real?" <laughs> yeah. Say that Dude, again. Yeah. Say that again. You dropped out for a second. Oh yeah, it just this was again one of the top five moments in pro wrestling ever. Like it felt, you know what? You know what? It it, it was just it was real. Yeah. My dog, yeah, Mike Bushnell Yo. is is live. Oh, there he is. What's up, you got dude? Me? Yep. My God. My, oh my God, God, dude. <laughs> dude, we had to share. actually came back. 
We had to share the buzz, man. Yeah, we man. had to share. The buzz. Like I'm literally like, vi- like I had to talk my son out of like, don't go in the wrestling trunk and put your boots on right now. It's like there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to wrestle. But I, I have like all this adrenaline. I'm just, I'm just swirling because yeah. what may, what I was just saying, this moment was so special because it was real. He was unscripted, you know. And Mike, we were talking about this over text. Yeah. He didn't he didn't lose steps. He gained steps because this was a man who truly was injured. He was truly sick. He was truly burnt out. He had everything against him. He went away and somehow came back better than ever on the mic because it was real. It was girl. I mean, Punk has been a wrestler so long. He's 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 the ilk of the Hardys, right? He starts in the backyard. He it's been a long time since he lost and he stepped away from the game. He, he took some tough losses, you know, he's kind of a laughing stock and now he comes back and he gets to feel what it feels like to be who he has always been. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I've been watching a lot of reaction videos and I think the thing that stands out to me the most is just how happy people are to see CM Punk smile. Oh, man, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was really emotional. You saw it immediately. Like it, it, it's like there was, there was almost, it, it was a complete shoot promo. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent dude. And that's, you know, like I said, I was saying, I haven't cried in wrestling in a long time and seeing him, tear up is where I was like, holy shit, I'm going to cry right now. Like I'm going to cry, you know, and we're all a little jaded from wrestling. And like I said, we've been taking more hits than we have taken wins, you know, as fans and as people, Mm -hmm. you know, becoming in the bit, but seeing this real moment and then just like, it all came rushing back to him because he loved the business. I never bought into when he was like, I hated wrestling. You can tell he was basically, and in, his soul and his body was injured, and he was just like he was lashing out. But like Mike, you said this—he's always loved the business, and the, you saw him win. Like it, just like you saw him win all that love back right in one second, just sitting there. And, and can just I just taking it in? And can I just can I just interject too? Is how fucking amazing is it that he comes back with the same name? The same yeah. fucking music and the yeah. same fucking shirt. Like, I mean, when the fuck, when has that ever happened? Never, never. That's, I mean, go back to the text that I was sending to Jeff. That's what was the biggest standout thing to me. Same music, same name. Yeah. Woo. yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's, that, that, that in and of itself feels like the biggest. <clears throat> that's, yeah. That's the, the same. Biggest. Yeah. That's what it, makes it a moment. Yeah, he's not who he is. It's not his real name. It's who he was when he left. Yes, he kept that same exact vibe. And he just like, you know, he's not he's a guy you don't bullshit. And he knew he was never going to say, hey, you know, he's never going to let them give him another name. You know, he fought for everything he had and he still has it, even though they took everything away from him in a way that they're what he what they couldn't take away from him he brought out tonight and everybody felt like this felt like a win for pro wrestling and pro wrestlers as a whole. This felt like a win. Uh, How about Jr. being the one that's announcing it? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) That's a win. 
That is, yeah, because, yeah, right, we had all those special moments that, you know, when JR was gone for us, like, oh, man, when Sting showed up, I sure wish JR was there. And you mm-hmm. had JR there for a shoot, you know, and, you know, he's a little in, in his, this point in his career, he will shoot on him. It's just like, oh, man, why are you doing that? Or, you know, he'll call it like live. And he's just like, this was one of the most special moments I've ever been a part of. And that's saying someone who's been in wrestling for over 40 years. Mm-hmm. shaped the shaped the game yeah so what would you say for tonight like i i mean i just again even when you knew they weren't going to end the show with him coming out because it's just like all right let's just ride this high and that could have been the only thing they could have do you think they could have done anything more tonight to make it more special i don't think they could have even if he came out it wouldn't have mattered because this crowd was the crowd was so respectful of his return. They didn't even shit on any of the other matches. There was no CM Punk chance after that. The only time they got the chant going at the end is when they thought he was going to come out because Darby actually was coming out like, okay, we're going to get a face off. But he said it earlier. He's like, I can't get it all done tonight. So yeah, I've been, want, I've been wanting to hop on Twitter and see what were there any dark stuff happened. Oh, but what do you mean? Like, just like, like if anything any happened, have anything happened after the cameras went off, after the uh, rampage cameras turned off? Oh man, it, dude, I I hope they got the ice cream, the Andy Kaufman shout out, the ice cream bar moment. I hope they just got somebody got the footage of everybody walking away. I want to see what the ice cream looks like. I want to see the fans eating the ice cream. <laughs> it, they're still just talking about him coming back and what he said. Um, so I think, gonna have to dive deep. I think they knew that this was the only thing anybody wanted to see tonight. It was just gonna blow everything out of the water, no matter what it was. They couldn't hold it to the end. They put it right up front, first thing, and I think they knew that. They the, they booked kind of like crappy matches tonight. Like they weren't the best. They they got you know Jade Cardio come out. That was awesome. Um, but everything else was pretty standard. I think they knew that this was this was a throw, not a throwaway yeah. show. Obviously not. But they knew after CM Punk comes out, cuts a promo. That's that's it. Shows that oh, no, right? You know, just like, you know, and I'm sure Jim Cornette's going to bring this up, right? From the wrestling, uh, you know, the wrestling promoter and everybody, anybody who's ever dreamed of having the pencil is literally going to be like, oh, they're hot. You know, this would be like hot shotting the territory, you know, because I, I don't know. My prediction is I think I think they beat Raw in the ratings on a Friday night. Raw loses ratings. You know, it's not head to head, but they're going to have higher ratings tonight. And they're going to say they were hot shotting. But you know what? how you can tell they were not hot shotting because this wasn't like we have a limo pulling up and they make you stay for the entire show to watch it. Tony Khan, the fan says, fuck it. We're starting off with it. Yeah. Like the shows, the show rolled and punk came out. Yep. You did. So this wasn't hot shotting. They knew they had, they, they just really literally couldn't contain it anymore. They spent the past couple of weeks saying it's going to happen without saying it's going to happen. They yeah. had to get it out, man. It was just like, you know how the closer you get to the bathroom, the more you got to pee yeah. and people were going to bust their pants if they didn't come right out hot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, props, props to AW, Tony Khan, whatever for this fucking build to, to CM Punk. That's just amazing. They never said he was coming and everybody knew and it worked perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. They delivered, they delivered on something they never sold. I was just looking at the trends. Uh, And so CM Punk himself, in one way or another, is about 10% of the top 30 Twitter trends right now. Um, In comparison to that, WWE is trending 
Because of Logan Paul and the Brood. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, the Brood. The Brood came back tonight. Yeah. yeah, the Brood music played. Yeah, you know, I I I pre-gamed SmackDown because I just like I needed, you know, I wanted to start getting the mi- mindset, and I feel like Vince McMahon will never admit AEW's competition publicly, but you cannot lie to. The boys, you cannot lie to the wrestlers. You cannot lie to the ladies. They know that this was a big shot across the bow, and the the war that this has like been a cold war because everyone's like we're not competition and we're not going head to head, even though they were going head to head. Yeah, this is forcing creative. The wrestlers themselves feel like okay, screw it, I'm going to compete. It's going to force them to raise their game, and I felt like SmackDown put on a really good show. It's just incredible, though, that it was a pregame to AEW Rampage. It was a pregame. They, they yeah. were the opening show. Dude, this was like, this reminded me of like that, you know, in Rocky, at the end fight in Rocky, when he's fighting Apollo Creed, and it's in the first round, and Apollo uh, Creed's kind of toying with him and taking all his stuff and dancing around, and Rocky scores one big blow and puts him down, and everybody <laughs> yeah. flick, freaks out. It's like, whoa, yeah. he just took down yeah. the champ. Yeah, no, this was, uh, this was, again, my prediction is this: the, the ratings are going to be through the roof for this. They, I, I don't know about you guys. You've been, we've been following the trends. The tre- it was just trending too far up. This is going to get people who haven't watched in a while. This is going to get the people who've been disenfranchised. Even this is going to get the curious people who've been scarred by wrestling, letting them down. They're like, okay, maybe I'm going to watch a little bit. I think, I think their ratings are going to be higher than Raw on a Friday night. I mean, but the real question is this, right? Because WWE, they've disenfranchised folks for so long. They don't care if you love wrestling. If you're a smart mark, you know what's going on. They don't care. Yeah. You're not going to spend as much on merch, right? So the real situation that we have going on here is Tony Khan leaning into the soul of wrestling and WWE leaning into the soul of merchandise and saying, hey, we got SummerSlam coming up. We're going to have Reigns with Cena. We're going to have Goldberg. How the fuck is SummerSlam going to follow that? How can SummerSlam follow that? That's crazy. It's a different audience. It's a different audience. They're not following it. They are bringing in new people that just saw the Suicide Squad. Little kids. Little kids. That's who they want. They want the little folks, right? Oh, man. That's where the dollar's at. They don't want the old folks. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's, that's the game they're playing. They're For saying sure. we will win all of the children. You can have all of the thirty-year-old, twenty-year-old <laughs> motherfucker. You know, like they're yours. Yeah. You take them AEW. Yeah. We don't want them. They just complain. They boo us when we want them to yay us. Let's get some kids in here. <laughs> yeah. Let's get them cheering when we want them to cheer. Back in the eighties, it was so good. Everyone cheered when <laughs> we wanted them to. Then we'll do a music yeah. video we'll at the end. That. <laughs> we'll get the some of the wrestlers will be in the band it'll be great yeah i i agree and i i i totally agree my i don't i think they're they're looking to a different audience but the problem is at their core they are pro wrestling and you know the chickens will come home to roost and they're gonna feel this they're gonna feel this i was watching on twitter somebody posted uh i think it was the ecw living dangerously uh clip of basically uh uh, it was a Rob Van Dam match against Jerry Lynn. 
And I had forgot this would have been a match that Jim Cornette would have shit on. He well, he probably did shit on it then too, but he shit on it now. But then I realized that that same soul of those ECW fans that actually was the antithesis of the what turned into the Monday Night Wars was born in that that ECW soul. I was like, wow, this is where this this AEW fans came from. They were born from that type of fandom, not, you know, the just the, you know, the standard fare that we've been delivering. And it was just like, and I think there's a lot of people who might not even publicly admit this that were like, wow, this is like, this is what, when it's special, this is what it feels like. And they're going to miss that. And I hope it wait. But the problem, like you said, is what, what you're saying, Mike, is just like they, the, the people who are running it are not going to care except for Triple H. He knows. <laughs> he fucking, he fucking knows. He knows. He knows. And he's going to be like, God damn it. <laughs> I mean, but is that not just like the best business strategy of all time to be like, yo, guess what? We don't give a fuck. But hey, you, you're going to sign all these people that everybody loves. And you're to be the guy that always gives a fuck so that whenever I die, you're going to take all the dollars again. It's it's a long con, but that's, that's what Vince McMahon does, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Triple does. H is still Hunter Hearst Helmsley, right? Like that, mm-hmm. how far away is that from Triple H? Or if not, who Triple H became? Uh, yeah. And I think you're right, dude. I think this is a big one for him because now we basically have putting Triple H aside. Now we have Paul Levesque, who's basically gave birth to NXT and now is having NXT pulled from his grasp and now is feeling the person who has legit heat with him. You know, the pipe bomb was born on him basically calling Triple H a doofus, right? And now it's just like, and now... I think he called him retarded. Yeah, he did. He, <laughs> Pretty sure he uh, called so, him retarded. It's <laughs> a good yeah. call. Good call, yeah. Mario. And it's true. And it's just like, oh, wow. So now it's just like, you're taking away what I built was great. And now they're going to do it over here. And they're now the tip of the spear is going to be the person who has the most heat with me in this industry, right? This is, I think, uh, CM Punk and Triple H, it's not going to be as deep, but this is what, Vince McMahon versus Bruno San Martino felt right. Oh, man. Just I, like- I think, I think, I think Triple H and CM Punk comes to a crescendo when Brian Danielson joins oh, AEW. Right? Yeah. And then there's, that's where the whole narrative between the two of them will be who did Triple H fuck over more? He made me quit. He made you B job plus. out to everybody. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the narrative where Triple H comes into play. It'll happen. I mean, it's going to happen, right? Yeah. It has to happen. Yeah. Oh, man. You you really nailed it. And that's when wrestling is beautiful. Because now the the lines between the work, you know, the con, the grift, and reality are completely blurred. They're Mm -hmm. completely blurred. And everybody's going to be watching to tune in to see, like, oh, was that a shoot? Or was that real? It's just like, it's the same reason why... Nitro when Scott Hall worked because people are like, wait, is that is he Razor Remote? Like it had people wondering, and now mm-hmm. it's just like, oh wow, my two biggest basically quote unquote professional enemies are now raising up 
the company that beat my baby because I could, you know, because Vince made me fight with one hand tied behind my back. I mean, that's absolutely right, though. But I have one question for the two, right? Yeah. How does the fiend fit in? How does oh. Bray Wyatt fit in? <laughs> what what yeah. happens here? He's going against Darby Allen. He's targeting Sting, the other face painted guys, right? Is that not a is that a springboard to Moxley? Is that a springboard to Bray? Oh my God! Yeah, uh, again, it's just like before the end of the year, this. If this company that was not competition is going to feel like competition because of CM Punk, Daniel, Brian Danielson, and The Fiend, whatever, you know, the cult of Wyndham is. is showing. Yeah, and got, I think they've got so much talent now. They've got so many possibilities. That show every Wednesday is going to be amazing. You just think of there's so anything like any any th- whatever Matt Punk, Matt Punk could do a match on Wednesday night with fucking Evil Uno that would be dope yeah. <laughs> that would be fucking dope <laughs> Marco Stunt versus Punk that I mean like anything anything they Sorry, have unlimited show. possibilities and it's yeah. crazy oh because God. we're living in an era where WWE does the same fucking match for weeks what yeah. the hell is going on over there <laughs> how is that even a thing that you think is a good idea Oh it's man, cost it's, efficient, it's, brother. It oh is. God, it is. You, oh, you have you have the same person do the same match week over week. They do the same post match interview that goes online. They do the same like post match promo that then goes on another channel. And uh, at the end of the day, they're just building up the stock of the undercarriage to be able to go to cons, yeah, <laughs> to oh, sign autographs <laughs> and be a top, you know top girl in some way shape or form there's gonna be there's gonna be a moment that's gonna come that it's gonna be this is gonna be when you know AEW is really fucking is is getting over it's fucking there's gonna be a moment where there's a wrestling scene in a movie and it's not gonna be wwe it's gonna be fucking AEW. oh yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm gonna fucking know i think there's another there's another path to that though right like if AEW draws a Hollywood star, mm-hmm. Dave Batista in AEW, right? Was really good friends with CM Punk. I mean, there's <laughs> like, if you get one of those guys that's always been there and nobody really likes, you get them into AEW, but they got kind of Hollywood vibe. I mean, John Cena is another opportunity there. You get The Rock in AEW. <laughs> there's like, <laughs> like <Man>. imagine that. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, yeah, and and you know, for uh, there was a, a Twitter exchange recently between Punk and Batista, and you forget how close they truly are. And I was like, look, Batista, he's a business guy. He'll like rock sucks as an actor, and you know, he'll say whatever he wants to say. You may have nailed it. He might be the guy that's just like, I'm retired, but I might just come over and say hello to my good friend, right? Because it's good for his brand. It's good for his brand. Yeah. Yeah, he could be the Ric Flair of the CM Punk evolution. Yeah, I mean, at some point, Batista's going to have a movie to promote, and it's going to be a good idea. So (laughs) it'll fucking happen. Yeah, and and it'll (laughs) totally totally happen, man. Tony Khan, it's 2021, and we got a battle of the cons. If I was Glenda the Good Witch on Wizard of Oz, I'd say, are you a good con or are you a bad con? Because it's Nick Khan versus Tony Khan right now, and Vince is asleep at the wheel, and Triple H is trying to grab the wheel, but you got these cons basically, you know, just dictating where this business is going to go 
now. The only the only mistake in that statement is that Triple H has a front seat. He's just strapped in. He can't do anything. He's yeah, totally he in the back. Yeah, Stephanie's yeah. up there. You know, he's sitting next to Shane, and they're fucking like, <laughs> <laughs> dancing together in the back seat. Stephanie's like, "Cut it out! Cut it out! <laughs> Get him in the back! Don't make me!" Yeah, man. The cons just like, and cons like, "How fast can this car go?" And just like, "How fast can it go blindfolded?" Right? But it's just like it's Tony, a rocket yeah. car oh, on the wow, salt dude. flats. Yeah. Oh. And, and to go back to what you were talking about, you know, because I was thinking how special of it is that we're seeing Darby Allen and CM Punk and Sting, right? Who's been traditionally the WCW, the TNT guy. He had his run in WWE and they kind of just like, uh, they kind of like wasted it. You know, he got two good pops out of it. Yeah. And now he's there. And now you literally, like, I don't mean, not everybody's a fan of cinematic matches, but do you want to see a cinematic match? of Sting versus the Cult of Wyndham? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I want to see... They never gave us Sting versus The Undertaker in a face-off, even if it was just a nose-to-nose. Okay, I will accept Sting against Bray Wyatt nose-to-nose. I'll take that. I, I kind of want the AEW, the next AEW cinematic match to be the Royal Rumble of AEW. I want mm. everybody involved. I want you to put over all the guys that are reaching above and I want you to just cinematically destroy and then bring back all of the people that are the most powerful, the over the top rope gimmick. It's, it's kind of over it. it, We hate it because nobody wins that we love for most Royal rumbles that exist. So let's make it something else, right? Like it, I, I don't think AEW can do a Royal rumble, but I think a cinematic match that Jeff Hardy is basically the like orchestrator of he's kind of, he's not, he's not involved, but he's the framer, the director. Um, I like that. Yeah. I'm a big, everybody involved. No, I totally agree. I think, I think the cinematic match is a good thing to have in the arsenal. I think you don't want to overuse that, but yeah, do something different. I think a, a Royal rumble as a cinematic match, that would be awesome. But like, use those things to just as you know, every once in a while to to just put out there and make them special. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know when you get yeah. a cinematic match, you're gonna see something unique, and I, uh, they should just keep that keep that in the arsenal. Use it once in a while. Yeah, I maybe maybe they're gonna hold it for when uh the fucking uh, broken Matt Hardy comes back. You know we're gonna get that yeah. eventually. Yeah, I'd like to see if he if, you know if Bray comes and then they have cinematic. That's when I'd like to see him make an appearance for sure. I would totally be down for that. I'm going to give someone, it's not going to be the hot take, but I'm going to have, I'm going to say who I think is the hero of AEW that got us, that helped us get to this point is hats off to Chris Jericho. Think of this, Chris Jericho, think of this, because there's part of me that thinking, why didn't CM Punk go here immediately? And now, you know, August 20th, 21, I'm like, wow, that was smart. Because maybe if, if things didn't go in the direction, CM Punk could have got disenchant, you know, he could have been disenfranchised and maybe it wouldn't have worked. So Chris Jericho is the guy that helped. He took the belt and he got us to this point. And think about this. All he did was send out a tweet. It's it's clobbering time. And they didn't even bring up his name. He helped, you know, he he realized what was best for business. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I, I 100% agree, man. 
he is the MVP of AEW for the last couple of years. He's he's like you know I, I think he gets a he gets a lot of heat on Twitter and stuff like that because he's getting kind of thick now and he's looking older or whatever. But man, he carried this fucking company on his shoulder for the last two years, and I think he's about I mean, to get a break. It really feels like they just set him up to take a break, right, with these five labors of Jericho and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. he and he put over you know he did what's best for business. He put over. The, you know, the hottest heel they got right now, right? Mm-hmm. And he put him over clean after just like, shit, you just went through all five labors just to, you know, do the, you know, do the honors for MJF. And he's like, yes, I did, because that's what's best for business. Well, there's one other thing I'd say to that, though. Like, yes, Jericho, total MVP, little bit of the bubbly made it happen. But the next level to that is Brody Lee made it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Brody Lee gave a heart to this company. He is the Colson of AEW, and mm. we are about to get the Wrestling wow. Avengers <laughs> in his name. We were just talking wow. about the Wrestleverse the other day, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've oh, watched he that. Is. I, I, I listened to that whole conversation. Yeah, he is the Colson. While wow, you he nailed is. it, he nailed you know, just like RP because again, it's special because it was real. I mean, he was so beloved by the wrestlers in the back and the fans. It's just like now they can't even, they have a, a faction called the dark order that has to stay baby faces because, <laughs> because Brody Lee was the man who got him there and they just yeah. couldn't help but cheer him. So, I mean, you're, you're right. And, I, and dude, Oh my God, you, you just, you just like, basically you connected <laughs> all the neurons in my brain. Cause like, how does like Brody Lee, who ties to Wyndham Rotundo, who ties to Daniel yeah, Bryan. Yeah, ties yeah, them all yeah, together. Yeah. Like you just uh-huh. like it, it all fired together. It's like, wow, there it's basically going to be for quote unquote, a, a Wyatt family reunion in a sense, because that's I mean, Daniel Bryan and Brody were, were a huge part of that. And if punk wasn't, you know, because I, I've always considered CM Punk intertwined to Daniel Bryan in a sense that uh, very similar to like, the Hogan Piper or the Hogan Savage or, you know, the Stone Cold Rock, the dynamic. But like he's, he's I just always, always need, them. punks needed a reason, right? Yeah. Like yeah. punks been like, yeah, I'll do this. I'll do that. I'm doing my thing. I don't really care. But Brody Lee gives punk a reason beyond himself that this is the star that would have been doing the thing that he was doing if he wasn't there. And I, I mean, Punk's a weird guy. We all know he's kind of a weird guy. And like that lines up with the kind of things that fit into his value system. Right. Like, well, yeah, Brody Lee was the man. He, he did this thing where he didn't quit wrestling when he left WWE, he came to AEW and he was put in a leadership role immediately. Yeah. Like that's the kind of subtext. And now you've got, and now you got CM Punk at AEW who like essentially, he beat Vince. He beat WWE. He left on yeah. his own terms and came back on his own terms with the same fucking music. <laughs> I mean, and logo and name, the name. <laughs> everything, yes. Right everything give, me, give me one second. I will be right back. I'm yes. going to mute y'all, but I have a piece of memorabilia that I want. Okay, yeah, get it. No, you're, dude, you're right. It was the same vibe. Everything stayed the same. It's like the color, the freaking, the gels and the lights were the same. I know, man. It's just like, that was sick. It's like punk, everything. The shirt know, was the same. The fucking walk-in graphics were the same. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I know. He, he literally clobbered it, man. He literally clobbered it. I don't, like, I don't, and 
you know, I was telling my son, I was just like, you know what's great about this? He didn't, he legit did not know what he was going to say when he came out. Yeah. He didn't. You yeah. can tell he didn't. Yeah. He wanted to feel it. And he had no idea what he was going to say when he came out. Oh, shit. We got this. Oh, my God, dude. What's this? Got the, CM Punk got, autographed WrestleMania 29 against The wow. Undertaker. You got the signed CM Punk shit. shirt right there. Wow. <laughs> dude, that's huge. I mean, but how far away is any of this imagery from what we saw tonight? It's all there. It's the same yeah. shirt. It's the got- same yeah it's crazy man like it all, all feels the same and uh yeah and just uh just to give a live update pro wrestling tees has crashed <laughs> of course <laughs> yes legit, pro yeah. wrestling tees has legit crashed they just could not handle i went to it immediately and then it was down i figured i'd check it later yeah but i mean that is that is no surprise and that's just you know what makes you know Phil Brooks, the man, what makes this so special in a a business where everybody's always working everybody and you don't know what's a work and what's not a work. Like what Mike, what you said, he's a weird guy. You know what exactly what you get. He's not working anybody. He's literally like standing in the middle of the storm as himself, right? As himself saying, this is what I'm going to do. He left on his own terms. He came back on his own terms. Look, people wanted to bust his balls that he went out there in, in the UFC and got in legit fights and like stood toe to toe with like people like with years more of experience in Brazilian well, and freaks like yeah. overhyped freaks that have done nothing but fight there. Like <laughs> Mickey was Mickey Gall was just like a weird goblin that was built for like his first fight only. <laughs> and he was like lined up and he was like, Oh my God, I'm fighting CM Punk. You tell me I'm going to fight CM Punk. I'm the best fighter alive. He not, yeah. I mean, he was built for that. I don't think he, I, he if anything, win one fight. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, to me, it's just like, that didn't kill anything. WWE desperately wanted that to take Punk up, but to me, honestly, it it raised his stakes that this guy had the basically what Vince would have called the grapefruits to go in there into a bit like it wasn't mm-hmm. just like I, I just I'm a fan of this and I want to give it a whirl. Most people wouldn't have lasted ten seconds in that no. situation, and he and he did, yeah. and you know what? Because he's just because he likes the sport. And what else do you do? It's like, I'm going to freaking write a comic book because I'm a fan of comic books. Yeah. And he writes a comic book. And maybe, maybe, to- maybe I'll be an actor too. I'll act in some movies. Why not? Yeah. Other fan, folks do like, it. I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of horror movies. So I'm going to do some horror movies. And he did it. I was just like, he is who he says he is. And it's like, and that's what the fans gravitate to because there's no, I'm not, he's not playing a character. He is this character. I mean, but it's the thing we all need more than anything right now. We've been in fucking like this weird vacuum tornado of bullshit for so long. Everybody that we hear on the television for the most part is on one side or the other and trying to do something and always has some other agenda. And it's like planned months in advance and they get there. They're just kind of feeding themselves out. And then he comes out and when he comes out, he does the one thing that he needs to do to make himself relatable again, which is improvise on live TV. That's what we like punk doing. Oh yeah. That's what he did in the backyards before that gained him up to ROH. They gained him up. Like 
he's a hard worker. We love a hard worker. We love a guy that's willing to fail because we've all failed now. Every person in America, every person in this country is just like, yeah, no, I get that. I love a guy that's kind of failed. And, yeah. You know, maybe they got their face scrunched on TV. That sounds great to me. I can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I man. do think there's another domino, though. Uh, what's A.G. Lee up to now? Dude, I was thinking that. I was just like, the only thing it would have, you know, and that would have been a heartfelt moment to like see her like in the front row and give him a hug. But you know what? She's going to get the huge, she's going to get a monster pop too. She'll, and yeah. it's just like, mm-hmm. she was just like, oh, you're, I take my money right now for Britt Baker versus AJ Lee. Take it right now. I will <laughs> give you the money. I will give you the money in advance. Yeah. I will give you the money. Yeah. In see, advance. And that just, that just points like the whole thing. That's so special about what happened. Like you said, they didn't, he didn't come early. He didn't come at the beginning and that's great. And now AEW has built this entire world for him to land on. And that's why it got, it was so huge. Mm. And instantly he's in an angle with sting and Darby Allen with nothing, <laughs> yeah. like nothing happened at all. And all they're in an angle already. And it's perfect. Yeah. And, and no, again, and this is what Jim Cornette is, thinks is a problem, but this is why people are loving it because guess what? Cody, you know, and the bucks, these guys, you know, they're fans. They, they, this is what they would want to see, you know, it's just like, and for better or for worse, it's just like, I'm sorry that it's not, you know, the territory days and it's not where, so it's just like, we got it. You got to give the people what they, you know, just like the best friends hug, you got to give the people what they want. And this was literally a hug to the wrestling world. Like we're still here for you. It's more like a weighted blanket. Yeah. To the wrestling world. <laughs> this is not just a one-time thing, right? Like he's not just coming back and then he's gone. He didn't just come in and be like, WWE sucks. Love you all, but fuck y'all. Yeah. So yeah. He's like, no, I'm back. Right? Oh yeah. That's he, something you can hold on to. That's something you get to keep. Yes, I agree. He said that a few times. You know, he tweeted it out immediately as soon as he went to the back. His AEW press release from Tony Khan just said, I'm back. And he just wanted, and he said it in his promo that it's just like, I can't get it all done tonight. But it, guess what? I, it's like he was even given the stipulations of his contract. I'll be here on Wednesdays. I'll be here on Fridays. I got four pay-per-views a year. It's just like, basically, it was just like, wow. It's just like most people would have been like, you know, think about this. It's like 10 years ago, they would have been like, boo, part-timer. He's like mm-hmm. four times a year pay-per-view. And people are like, yes, four times a year I get to see him. And, and that that makes it feel special. Yep. It really does. So, man, maybe that's why I was just like, I was wondering why Cody felt like he was kind of pulling back too. Just like, like Mario, I think you nailed it. It's like these guys that have been carrying this on their shoulders, they're going to get a little bit of a break, yeah, a well-deserved break, and they're going to let some of these guys, you know. I still felt like the, sh- the show after Punk, they were kind of elevating the talent that they grew. It wasn't just like, okay, let's get – Oh, Jericho out there. Let's get Christian out there. That yeah, no. was all all homegrown talent. Yeah, for sure. I think anything anything post that promo is elevated immediately. And they had that Jade Cargill out there in a pretty good squash match. Um, the John Moxley match was pretty good. What else did they have? I can't recall. They had Hard, Hardy Party and just like, oh man, I was like Hardy Party. You know, private party. They're gonna. Oh right. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to raise their game. But then Tony Khan's like, don't worry, we still got a sing along plan for you. And mm-hmm. then he brought out, you know. The you know Jurassic Express and I was like, what a great great follow up! I was yeah. just like, it was perfect. 
And it's just like, and that's what I loved. And, you know, hats off to the fans in Chicago that, you know, oh, the crowd's going to take over the show. They were so respectful of the, the wrestling art, the wrestling business that yeah. you didn't hear a single CM Punk chant after that until it was time for them to chant CM Punk. That's how you control an audience, not with the fucking Thunderdome and it just having, you know, done Kevin Dunn say, okay, I need 10 cheering heads for this right now. That's how you control an audience. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, so, okay. So I think we can all agree that this was just fucking out of this. Perfect. Right. Okay. So now they still got fucking Daniel Bryant on deck to come in. How the fuck do they follow this with him? What's well, wait, wait, wait. So just before, before we jump into the future, there's one thing I'd like to stand up about the past, right? Uh, yeah. Cody, you know, the elite, done a great job but is this not them kind of conceding that they took a shot at it they were all the champions they were the tv champ the big champ the tag team champs and it didn't really do anything for the company so is this is it's a hug to the wrestling community it's a weighted blanket the wrestling community but at the same time is it the concession speech of cody that he will return as this, like Omega, he's out there, he's managing the international brand, basically. Uh, Like, there's a diversification of interests of the folks that actually started this company at the same time they're bringing in the heavy hitters to take over. Are are they earning that break, or did they kind of get handed that break? Because they were too big for their britches when they started this, even though their hearts were in the right places. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so I uh, immediately came to mind as one of my secret favorite movies is that thing you do, that directed mm-hmm. by Tom Hanks. When you know they basically had the guy, you know, just like he's a really nice guy, and I'm signing this. Ca- he's in a camper, and I'm signing this contract. But then that guy knew, just like, hey man, I can't take you any further than my camper. And if you really yeah. want to start making money, you gotta you gotta go to that next level. So in a way, you might be right. They might have been the guy in the camper to get them across, you know. And will that bring will that kind of bring them to the next level that they realize, okay, maybe we need to step back, let you know, let this new error take place and then come back in there and see how we fit in. Well, it's not even about how we fit in. When they come back. They are, they're not just the guy in the camper. They're Vince McMahon. Yeah. Right? All of them. Yeah. So they step back, they come back. They, they, they have learned that they gain the shine. Like it's Dr. Dr. Sleep going on here, right? Like Cody Rhodes used to be Cody Rhodes. Then he was the American nightmare. And now he's Dr. Sleep. He's like, I will suck the shine off of all of the best wrestlers in the world. And when I return, I will be above them all because I will be Vince McMahon. Might be right, dude. You might be right. And I'd like to, and and I'm real curious because out of that, you know, out of those four, he's the only one that didn't give himself the belt, which was always big, right? It's just like, you got the pencil. Are you going to book yourself to win? Now, like you said, they're taking it back. All this is about to happen. What does Cody Rhodes do? He's got a reality show that they were pushing heavily during that rampage. So, you know, he's going to get some notoriety. What does he do when he come back? Does he, does he, he's, he's still going to have the pencil. Does he put himself over? 
And again, I think you nailed it. That's great. And now I'm intrigued. Because what? Because we know it's going to be a little bit real. What's happening here? I think that I think that that's always going to be something that they have in the arsenal. Eventually, yeah. he's gonna. Eventually, he's gonna go to AW and get a belt. When are they gonna do it? I don't know. At some point, but for now, he's gonna right. go do the reality show, get himself over, become a TV star, or do whatever he's gonna do. And uh, but eventually, right. one day, he'll be back there, and he'll get the belt. I, I don't know. There's part of me that I would be. I don't know if it's just as would you know you'd live to eat the words that it's just like there's part of me that like he there's a, this AEW was born on Cody taking a bet right he took that Melter bet that I'll take that bet I'm going to sell out this building and you know and that eventually led to this night what we're talking about right now does that mean he kind of earned giving himself that belt or like I said does it matter the belt even matter. And like Mike said, he's, he's getting so much shine. He's got the EVP title, just like triple H is, is that all he needs? I feel like it's kind of triple H's next move. You know, he made the move. Cody made the move in the role that triple H is in the, the other guy that people respect in the company. Um, and that's kind of like the meta level that we've come to here. No matter what organization you're working with, it always kind of boils down 1v1. And if anything, the 1v1 is Cody versus Triple H. Yes. Um, everybody else is on the chessboard, you know. Uh, yeah. And there are some big names out there. Some, oh some crazy God, yeah. stuff going on. It, it really gives a whole new light to that sledgehammer to the throne that, you know, how many pay-per-views mm-hmm. ago that puts a whole mm-hmm. new light that is just like, maybe Cody's not even looking to Vince. Maybe he realizes that Vince is kind of checked out and maybe it's Cody looking at that one V one versus triple H. And maybe that's the, that's the intriguing angle. That's the shoot. Maybe that's the war we're looking at for, you know, the Eric, we're not looking at, billionaire Ted versus Vince. We're not looking at Eric looking up to fight to Vince. Maybe we're looking at Cody versus triple H. You didn't believe in me. I believed in myself. Uh, (laughs) It's, it's not a battle of Hades and Zeus. It's Hercules versus another demigod that has been imbued with powers, right? Uh, they're both the sons of gods in one way or another, whether it's uh, through marriage or through birth. Uh, right. And Fuck, we get into y'all the history making, of it there. Y'all are making pro wrestling sound biblical. It is. That's it, deep. It, what are you it, talking about? <laughs> it feels biblical because you know what? Because, you're, you know, we're talking about, some, again, we're talking about all the, how everything connects, like, you know, like a fucking rainforest and everything under the dirt is connected somehow. This is basically Dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. It was the, the birth of NXT, and he was also the birth of AEW, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Like, <laughs> these, these are Dusty Rhodes' baby on both sides going to work. And Dusty Rhodes is the god that's overlooking this, and that was always Vince and Dusty, and now we got Triple H versus Cody. But I mean, let's face it, man. Dusty versus the gold. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It feels biblical. It's like fucking Game of Thrones. (laughs) Well, there was an angle where uh, 
you know, Vince wanted Stephanie and Shane to have a baby together. So there is definitely Game well, of Vince Thrones Vince has precedent. also wrestled God himself in a tag team with Shawn Michaels. That's right. He did. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, I think Vince has seen it as biblical long before any of us ever caught on. Yeah. And Vince, uh, Vince went from hating wrestling to hating the fans. And I don't know, is he going to one day just look in the mirror and, and hate himself? I don't even know. He already man. does. There's no yeah. doubt. He's not on. If he, if Vince isn't putting himself on TV, he thinks he's fat and ugly and stupid. Because yeah. he is like biggest narcissist we've ever seen in television history. <laughs> yeah. Even when he's looked fucking terrible, he's always out there fucking doing his <laughs> thing. Right? So it's like you're absolutely he's not right, putting man. himself out there. He must be in a dark, dark place. He just oh, lost man. the SFL. Like. No know, wrestling right? fans. It's not a good time to be Vince McMahon. Uh, no, no, you're right. It, Except for all be... the money. Yeah, <laughs> you get you're getting checks every week from multiple streaming channels. That's pretty oh. cool. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, it, in term, but it's in the context of being <laughs> Vince McMahon. He's always had money rolling, yeah. in, right? Like we don't have money rolling, in, so we're like, oh yeah. But I mean, isn't I he at his check. richest point ever now? Like he's making more money than ever now. Probably. Yeah, he Probably. is, and you know, it creatively, so. creatively, I would say they're almost at their worst, and and financially, he's at his best, and that's the that's the problem he's having. It's just like, what's his incentive to stop? What's his incentive to make moments like tonight happen? on his brand what's his incentive it's He's just personal like, yeah but it, it has to be in that game right now it has yeah. to no it's personal for everybody over there at AEW. you know they mm-hmm. make it personal and that's why they put so much into it and that's why it's so good because they, yeah. they they want it to be good ecw was successful personal vince mm-hmm. made, personal issues add, brother yes personal issue brother that's what we want to see <laughs> jr personal issues pal you know vince made it personal because his two most successful errors in, you know, in the perception of the public guy where it was just like the mainstream. Now he's just like, he's legacy, you know, or he's making money built on this brand that happened. But when they were at their hottest, when it was, everyone wanted to be a part of it, he was trying to prove he was better than he was than his dad. And then he was trying yeah. to prove that he was better than billionaire Ted. Those were sounds his like two- somebody sounds like somebody we know very well. That started another <laughs> wrestling promotion called AEW. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like wow. So I, I don't know, but you know, going back to Punk, what what's the top three matches that that you guys want to see from Punk? I think booking Darby as the first one is great because that's one of their hottest guys, and you get the Sting rub in there. So I think that was a great match. Like who else, or not even top three? Who else do you think? Punk is going to pair up with well. I mean, I'm just like I said, anybody he has a match with is going to be cool. Like it's like there's endless possibilities, you know. I can't yeah. I, I can't even say for sure. I just for me, I just want to see how they set things up, what kind of angles they do, and I just want to be entertained by it. I just want to buy in, you know what I mean? I'm not really like looking forward to anything. I just want to see what they do. I mean, I yeah. I feel that 100%, but if I'm stepping into that booking role, right? Like this is where I'm going with it. Like, sure. I a hundred percent agree. Anybody that he faces is going to be fucking superb, but I want Moxley to come out and help punk beat sting and Allen. And I want them to form a tag team so that we can have a kind of mockumentary 
tag team championships into championship bout narrative that is completely making fun of WWE and how they book long-term storylines. I want Moxley and Punk (laughs) in a mockumentary long-term storyline of tag team (laughs) to championship bout. Yeah. Do you think that's why... Do you think that's why Moxley uh, just got, you know, he just basically got the IP for an old tag team name that he had? You think Punk is going to be part of the Switch? What's the name? The Switchblades. I mean, Punk's got that fresh haircut, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) That's his tag team. He just he just copyrighted that in his tag. Yeah, he just yeah he just copyrighted the Switchblades. Okay. So, I mean, again, it's just like, you know, him, Eddie Kingston, these guys, when they come out, that's real, right? They feel everything about them feels real. So it's a it's a perfect match for Punk, you know, for in there. And plus, it's just like you have the irony that Punk is the only reason that Moxley and Seth Rollins got their break in WWE when he mm-hmm. had that stroke. He fought, OK, I want the shield and I want it to be. Rollins, I wanted to be Ambrose, and he wanted uh, what's his name? He didn't want Roman, right? He wanted uh, oh, I can't think of his name right now, but uh, Chris Hero. He wanted those oh, three. Yeah. He wanted those three to be the Shield, and Vince being Cassius Vince is like, oh no, yes. So Vince is like, all right, damn it, I'll give you two, but I'm picking the third one, and it's Roman Reigns. <laughs> so to have that come full circle again. Sidebar: you know, talk- I, I was watching Roman Reigns' video. He has like comedic teeth. What's going? What happened? He's got like huge. Uh, teeth John Cena off. called them soap bars. He's got like it's like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of teeth. He's like, I'm not going to Hollywood. I'm not going to Hollywood like you, John. It's just like, then why do you have those Hollywood veneers? Or like uh, uh, Matt Dillon and something about Mary when he gets it. Yeah, it's it's Christopher Lloyd and Roger Rabbit, right? (laughs) Yeah, Christopher Lloyd, right? Those two (laughs) shave and a haircut. Roman Reigns pops out of a toxic yeah, barrel. Exactly. <laughs> Two bits. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, you nailed it. it. It is a mix of Roger Rabbit and Matt Dillon in it's something weird. about Mary. Oh, Just like anyway, the Dillon. Chompers. I don't want to. I don't hey, want to buy. Chom- hey, Chompers. <laughs> well, okay, but but how about uh, do you know anyone that would rather have Roman Reigns win than John Cena? Because uh, I don't and. I don't think I've ever had another match that John Cena is a part of where I would prefer he wins. Oh, you're right, dude. And I don't you know, know what? I don't know what I'm supposed to want. I'm so confused <laughs> by the booking. I don't know what I should go for. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like none of it makes in, sense to me. In a weird way, you're gonna get the rub because again, like we're talking about how everything is interconnected. Cena and Punk always had that love hate relationship, and he's just like, you know, and Cena. Punk always yeah, got punk the coming best. back makes it so that Cena has to win SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it made make it feel like that, right? Which is irony, right? Because that's that was that match is like, I'm gonna beat Cena and I'm gonna take the belt and leave. Notice Cena, who also is great when he does improvise, <laughs> he's just like everyone's like, I'm only coming back for the summer of Cena. I'm not winning the belt and I'm going to make a movie. And Cena was literally like, You're right, I am leaving. To make a movie, but guess what? I'm taking the belt with me, and now you're going to so be I can like, break oh, the record. Yeah, yeah. And someone, oh, um, I was listening to, uh, I told you on the the Conan and Disco Inferno podcast, and Disco Inferno pointed out, isn't it kind of weird that he's just still a 45 year old white rapper? 
Like, at what point does that have to become <laughs> different? He's been in 30 years. He's Ice yeah, yeah. now. He's in Hollywood movies. <laughs> yes. He hasn't rapped in a long like, time. Used to be Shouldn't his gimmick be different now? Like, he's evolved a little bit, but he's still he's still the white rapper guy. He is still like the white goes, rapper, man. He goes on late night talk shows in his peacemaker outfit completely, right? And he just sits there straight as an arrow. And then he comes back and puts on the John Cena jorts. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think he got to be sees past jorts. Give that man some yeah. pants. Yeah. Yeah. He's a collar. He's earned a yeah. collar. He's a yeah. millionaire. He was in the Fast and the Furious 9. I mean, he, get him some the franchise. Some what is he? The franchise, Revi- franchise Viagra. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah, he was that, which is, yeah. He, again. yeah well, actually, The Rock was the original franchise Viagra, and that happened in The Rock Cena feud that came up in the, but now Cena. <laughs> He's the franchise Cialis. Yeah, there you go. There, you go. there goes the, the next. Not, it's just as effective. Not as effective not as you're oh, and yes, man. I don't know. I, I, I do feel like, you know, you know, we're talking about Cialis. I think he got the rub from this. And I think WWS is going to get you get a little bit of an, an erection for SummerSlam because of what happened tonight. Yeah. There's no way they're going to be able to. I think it's going to be up to the wrestlers to like take creative and do what CM Punk did, rip the script. And they're going to have to go out there and not follow the script. They're going to have to not follow the script. They're going to have to just like everything they thought they wanted to creative telling them to do, take a chance and do what you want. If I was Cena, I would be convincing Roman is just like, this will be best for business. If you let me take the belt, who the hell could beat you right now anyway. So let people are not expecting it let you know take that belt i mean but they're just so perfectly set up for cena wins goldberg wins uh nobody gives a fuck but they get a lot of headlines and they run the hashtags right will yeah. they get good headlines for that though really i feel like those will get sarcastic headlines I mean, they'll be mixed, but controversy creates, like, they're still in the Eric Bischoff camp, man. Like, they're not in the Tony Khan camp. They're not like, we need to make the fans happy. They're like, yeah, no. Fans talk. And will you talk more if WWE sucks at everything that they do the entire night? Or if they give you what you want, they give you what you want. I'm going to shut the fuck up. I'm going to have a good night. I have a drink and go to bed early. They fucking do what they do. Man, and just like uh, I literally forgot what it's like for to when you make the fans happy because I, you know, everyone's so psyched right now, myself included. Like, oh, I forgot we're supposed to enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> that it's just like, so what does that, ha- you know? And Vince used to do that. Vince used to be is like, let Hulk Hogan flex for ten minutes because the people are going to go home happy. When did but it all start? He's like, hate Hulk Hogan, bro. Oh, and that's he still hasn't forgiven us. Just like, no. I'm turning your favorite pay-per-view heel. I'm yeah. turning everyone yeah. you love. I'm going to squash them all. <laughs> yeah, at some point, Vince, want him to go Vince, heel. Vince decided he wanted to be a sitcom writer, but just never changed to careers, you know. And he even started advertising the show in that way. He was like, longest running television show, longer than Simpsons, <laughs> longer than Friends, yeah. longer than all the sitcoms you've ever watched. I'm the best sitcom writer. <laughs> like, okay, man. Gotta put yourself over to get yourself over. That's how it works. <laughs> right. Longest running episodic television show in history. It's like, what? <laughs> 
it's like, do we endorse him from LinkedIn for that? Because I was like, I never even heard these terms until you just said it. <laughs> oh man, do you do honestly? But do you guys think again? This is all stuff that's going to be private. Did Vince Triple H watched? Does Vince no, even know what happened tonight? No, no. Yeah, I I, I tend to him. agree. Someone told him. Someone told him, and he's probably confused. Basically, it's going to be like. Okay, Grandpa, this is what TikTok is. What the hell are you talking about right now? I think he's not going to really understand what just happened. I think he lives in some sort of like very disattached type of thing where he's just like some king in the castle and he's got a servant who brings him turkey sandwiches and just plays music on you know, like old music on a record from the 40s and stuff like that. And that's it. He just lives in that loop, you know, but. But is he also, okay, so I guess this is another frame on the question. Uh, Sure, Vince hears about CM Punk, doesn't care. But CM Punk is going against Sting. And Vince cares about Sting. He does. He does still care about Sting. He He does. does. So So somebody's going to come back to him and be like, hey, Sting's in a feud with CM Punk. (laughs) <laughs> oh, hell, I don't even know what the hell I'm gonna do right now. Oh, Sting, you're supposed to face the Undertaker. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Vince, I, that, that was the plan. But that was the plan. We just uh, we don't know what the hell happened to your. Now he's a manager plan. against. Uh, yeah, CM Punk, dude, and he's so, and he's still. Dude, it's just like, and that's what AEW is doing so right. It's just like. Is there any, who's not over? Like when that, to have Sting in that match, you know, and la, on Dynamite leading up to this and having his first, you know, and basically billing it as the first time he's been on TNT in 20 years, Sting still comes out and he still has that Undertaker aura. That Undertaker always, no matter what, he always still got the pop. And I feel like Sting's getting that. It's just like, I mean, is AEW so hot right now that everybody's going to get that rub? Fucking a- AEW right now is like that pool and cocoon. You know what I mean? Um, everybody that fucking jumps in just comes out and they're fucking over. I mean, fucking John Silver got over. You know, oh, he was like a man, fucking yes. joke. His name is a joke. John Silver, yeah. you leave out the long because he's short. Fucking, it's like, <laughs> it's like fucking, it was a joke. And he, he got over, man. Like, everybody's, did, man. everybody's fucking. Everybody's I mean, that this. leads me to a question. Uh, Orange Cassidy, CM Punk. Oh, yeah, of course. That's going to be God. awesome. Are you kidding I me? Mean, gonna... Jesus. I'd pay $50 That's... to watch that. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I, if that was the only match. <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah, for sure. That's super. That, yeah. yeah, that's all oh, wild. Wow. That's, again, that's Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, 100%. That is like, wow, that's going to be so over. That's great when the guys are both over because there's not anybody that's not over enough where they're going to boo the other one. Now we're at the like, we just want to see them out there together. Now we're creating moments. And that's I mean, just yeah. like in the fucking, and fucking CM Punk and Jungle Boy. That'll be fucking dope. I want to see that. Man. All right, Britt. I'm a big fan of the Jungle Boy faction. All people involved with Jungle yeah. Boy, Marco Stunt, that whole Absolutely, group. Absolutely, man. Yeah. They, they are one of those like fabric of the company gimmicks they're not a level they're not c level you know someone eventually will kind of get into the a level mix yeah yeah they they're just like the core and not two r's one r yeah 
Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, they're so over. I think that was a great match to follow up because, I again, the crowd was so psyched. You want them singing along. And you couldn't have Jericho out there because Jericho knew I'm going to stay back and let yep. this happen. So let's get these guys. That's what's great. They're getting these guys and you're not going to say, oh, they're just taking all these guys from WWE. They're still respecting their homegrown talent that they helped build. And they're doing what the, the, the what Vince would call the time honor tradition, pal. They're getting these people. Yeah. You're these getting these other wrestlers over to keep the business going which is what we need. And like you said, it is the pool and cocoon. They're, they're using it to get this, this white hot heat. That's going to continue through the end of the year at the minimum, because we still got two big monster pops coming. Yep. They're going to use this for their, to get their guys over, you know, it's cause Sammy's still Sammy Guevara. He's another one. He's still so over right now when he was there in Houston, you know, Brits Pittsburgh became Britsburgh. I mean, yeah. these, they're, these, they're everybody, that needs to be over is staying over. Thunder Rosa got a great hometown pop too. Yeah. They're, they're not, they're not doing what the TNA's huge mistake was, right? They started getting all these big names and they were using the big names to not get anybody else over. It's just like, it's amazing it's even, that AJ even survived TNA. But it, It's amazing that AJ survived WWE in general. He's just yeah. that big of an asshole yeah. that he can fit in. Yeah. And make his way through, mm-hmm. and they made it work. But yeah, did either of you see what Matt Cardona wore to the ring tonight? Matt Cardona had a match. Oh, tonight? oh, yeah, the game, he, had, he had a game changer match, right? Oh, really? No, yeah, I yeah. Yep. Uh, I saw wore... the last t- the last tweet I saw from him that he he tweeted Vince McMahon look with the with the do rag and the black sweat. That's, that's, what, he like, wore. Yeah, that's, that's what, exactly what he wore. Yeah, that's what he wore. What he wore? What? Wait, what did he wear? Oh yeah, we had to put the. I, I read it's on it's under our Twitter. But there was a match where I think Vince was wearing the ECW belt, and Vince had his tight black jeans, the tight you know sweatshirt, and yeah, there it is. Yeah, he wore the Vince look. Oh, that's incredible. Oh, Good. Yeah. Oh man, you know we did we we have nothing but love for for Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona is a treasure. Yeah, you want to make like, you want to make a headline when C, the night that CM Punk debuts. <laughs> no better approach. <laughs> Oh yes! Oh, I can't believe that he wore that. Good for him, man. Again, it's well, just like he's not just wearing that. What if that's the gimmick angle that Matt Cardona takes, and he plays Vince in the feud with CM Punk on AEW? <laughs> God, dude, I wouldn't put it past him. Man, no. treasure. No, and he and he he knows what he's doing. Again, it's just like he he embraced what he's doing and he's and, and he's doing what he did best and he's doing what WWE couldn't do. It's just like, he's getting himself over. I rewatched the pipe bomb, you know, when, and CM Punk's like, I've, I've reached and grabbed so many invisible brass rings that I finally realized they don't exist because it's just like, you can't grab the fake ones. You got to grab the real ones. And Matt Cordona is another perfect example of just like, I got myself over with the internet wrestling championship. And now I'm going to get myself over, you know, Similar to what Jerry Lawler did when he realized, I hate ECW, but you know what? I'm going to show up there because it's going to be such a monster pop. <laughs> and, he, and then and that's what Cardona's doing. Yeah, it's yeah Matt Cardona versus CM Punk in an invisible brass ring ladder match. 
<laughs> Book it. <laughs> yeah. Book that match. Book that shit right now, man. <laughs> Sponsored by Pat's Blue Ribbon and just like, oh my God. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. You need to sponsor a CM Punk match by a beer? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's gonna be ice cream versus beer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Pap's blue ribbon ice cream. <laughs> they're introduced their ice cream bars wow this is what a what a what a great night for wrestling man i'm glad i didn't realize that you know it's all over twitter now that you're seeing it you know you're seeing yeah. that matt cordona dressed like that i thought it was just like maybe he was going to take the belt and kind of make it look like the divas butterfly belt but this this works too <laughs> i hope he goes with it again that's all i'll say one time thing good but like that's your gimmick how fucking Fuck dope yeah. is that how dope is Mark, matt cardona they're resting in a hotel ballroom and <laughs> it's like everyone's <laughs> everyone's talking, talking about, about it you know what I mean? <laughs> oh man yeah and i don't think i you know i guess he i i think he's enjoying his freedom of being that free agent right now yeah Right, because you know he got a great pop when he showed up in in AEW. Yeah, it's like but I said. Think just, there's there's just so many more outlets now to to do to do your art, you know. And he's taking he's part of this uh, game changer, which wrestles in the hotel ballroom, and he's fucking making it huge. Where everyone's yeah. everyone's talking about it. This is becoming basically. The revenge of the territories. Yeah, it's just like because now right. it's just like you know they're using everybody because I, I mean NWA power is still Ring of Honor is still over. You, they're elevating Game Changer. You're basically going to have all these companies that have come together and just like wait a minute. We again just like the human race, you know, we're stronger together. You know, and the and the way to take Vince down is to is to instead of just like the territories just fell one by one. Is the it's let's do business together, you know. And Tony Khan has proven that man. He's just like he's doing business with everybody that he can, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it's and it's working. And just like give yep. empower empower the wrestlers, man. I mean, you got freaking Ric Flair showing up in AAA shopping Conan. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like and it's just like this is like wow, what a, <laughs> this is going. The wrestling world is getting turned upside down. Yeah, dude. The wrestle versus emerging. Yeah, and here's the hot take. No, no I doubt. don't I don't want WWE to go away. I want them to be I want them to be better. <laughs> yeah. I don't want them to go away. They are the custodians of the history up to this point. Yeah. Everything, but now we have a branch of of history that has nothing to do with them and they have no choice. Now they're going to have no choice but to evolve. So it's very it ironic. I mean, I just, I feel like I want them to do better, but I'd rather they lose. Like, yeah, I want them to lose because that's how they ultimately get better. They deserve to lose. They're a bunch of motherfuckers that made the wrong <laughs> move for over a decade. Yeah. I agree, man. Them. They don't give insurance to anybody. They take advantage of all their people. Everybody yeah. dies. And they've treated, like, yeah. they've treated us bad. They've treated us poorly. Yeah. Yeah. They've, it's worse than that, man. Like they've manipulated us and they forced us to do things we yeah. don't want to do. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, and ironically, Punk said, Punk said that in that pipe bomb, right? He's just like, yeah, I'm still angry with you fans too because you're buying those sippy cups you're drinking out of. Yeah. And you're right. Having them lose maybe 
would be that Rocky three moment that we'd like them to see, right? It's just like, okay, we lost. Now we have to do better, you know, and dude, you, you hit the nail right on the head. It's just like, all right, fine. They're not contractors. They're employees, you know, because <laughs> yes. they're, because <laughs> they can't make go Triple H they want. say it, right? Like you want the company to survive. You got to put over Triple H mm-hmm. in order to put over Triple H. You got to take the hit. Yeah. And I think taking the hit means letting go of all these guys, you know, are going to go to the company. that's going to be better than you. And then let, NXT take over and Triple H comes in and he's the new Tony Khan. It's a rebranding thing. Like I do think there's a long-term play here that is advantageous for WWE because they have more money Mm -hmm. and it's in their best interest to have their opponent actually pay for the interest and get the eyeballs and bring them in. And then WWE says, Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) About that. This is out. Now we're good. And you should come watch us because we're what you grew up with. Yeah. Uh, and we're good again. So. They, they have the ability anytime they want. They can put together yeah. an, a stellar fucking event. Like they can just. They have the show. They, they can, have the history. They can do a huge show. You know, anytime, anytime they want to do it. So if they fucking just wait around and uh, just let AEW get all the wrestling buzz going again, then you just hop in. Oh, by the way, we're also wrestling. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Cause they're, yeah. Cause you're, they are going to take a lashing. They, cause you know, like Mike, I, like you said, man, do they, they've treated us poorly. And now we have the, the guy who stood up and said, I'm not going to let you treat me poorly. Even though this is where my dream got me. I'm walking away. Hey, and you now got get back. your damn hands off her. <laughs> 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 you're right, dude. And what's going to happen when, 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 you know, Brian shows up and says the same thing. What's going to happen when Wyndham shows up and just like you guys, all these people that they screwed are all going to come together and, and rise up and, and remind you who the true heel is in this industry right now. And it is them. I can't help but think that some of that is on purpose, man. And you don't let go of all of this talent this quickly. If you don't want the other company to gain some steam. Uh, and it's possible. I mean, there's it's it. I just wouldn't put it past them, right? Like they haven't lost. They've been around. Yeah. They've been around yeah. year after year after year. Vince was the biggest snake in the world. He took out his dad, and then he took out all of his dad's best friends. Um, I don't yeah. put it past him to be sitting back and trying to figure out a way to do nothing. And reap all of the benefits. I look at this as post XFL second bankruptcy Vince McMahon strategy. Everyone who tries will lose. That's what Vince is betting on. If you try, you lose. I tried with the XFL. I tried again. I lost both times. Let those motherfuckers try all they want. They're going to lose too. And we're still going to be here. You know, like. And you hit something deep there. You know, I, I was just watching a, an old Rosenberg interview. I think it was like 2002. And he was basically talking about, you know, the the winning the, the, of the war. And Vince was like, oh, no, I, di- I didn't buy my competition. My competition lost because they didn't realize that this is a long-term strategy, a long-term yep. investment. And you got to take some chance. So when they failed, there was just an asset there that I happened to buy. This wasn't Vince McMahon, the character saying, I bought my competition. This was Vince McMahon, the businessman saying, well, you know, they didn't realize what I already knew that this is hard. 
And I just scooped up when they failed. So you might be right, dude, that he might just say, well, he might not be the guy that's like, I'm scared because I don't want to lose all this talent because they might start losing. He might say, la, fuck it, let him go and let's see what happens. I, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that. I agree that that's his strategy, but I think that Vince is probably facing the stiffest competition he's ever faced. This is like, no I, said, like I said, this is a Silicon Valley guy. This is a tech genius. This is one of those dudes. He's not, you know, he's not fighting some right. other, you know, muscle guy in a suit. <laughs> this is right. fucking, <laughs> this is a nerd. You know what I mean? He doesn't, he doesn't guy, understand right? nerds. Like, yeah. Oh, you're right. Very dude. Cause yeah, point. this, this is not somebody that this is not the competition. He's you look, you know, cause either they had the skill or they had the money. This might be the first time that he had somebody that has enough of both that right. it's going to make it very difficult for him to win because let's face it in a wrestling challenge and, and money wasn't involved. Paul Heyman would book WWE under the table, but Paul never had the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, right. isn't it the first time that he's facing another guy that has the money and the control? Yeah. Most of the time you have somebody that has the money and then Paul Hogan comes in and tries to save your company. And also he likes us. <laughs> like he yeah. likes the he, he likes the fans. <laughs> he likes he likes the elite, right? And the elite like us. He doesn't give a fuck. He's mm-hmm. he's dealing with data. He's dealing with the data of the elites videos, yeah. their social channels, the general halo of their following. And he's saying, Oh yeah, that's a worthwhile investment. You guys have this much attention. You have this much of a driven following this many loyal fans that will pay. Yeah. That's a business. And I'll put in this and I'll put in that. And he's kind of doubling down, but I feel like he's actually probably spent at a fairly steady rate. He just hasn't always hit with his spends. Um, you know, Cage kind of a you know, doesn't really matter moment. Big Show, who gives a fuck? Uh, punk, everybody cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's gambling, right? Like it's a it's a it's a numbers game for Khan, and it's it's the exact opposite for Vince. It's all ego. It's all, you know, like <laughs> you're right, dude. This is definitely a, a challenge that he he never has never faced before. It's uh, and dude, and, and what a time to for the and this is when the fans succeed when there's a true. This is what everybody said, and you know yeah. before it's just like Vince is at his best when there's competition. It's like yeah, that's true, but in the end, wrestling at is is at its best when there's competition. You know when he was taking the territories out, it was great to watch because again, it comes back to wrestling is at its best when it's real at its core. And there was I mean, people hell, fighting for their businesses back then. When Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle were doing MMA matches and Curry Man was jumping off of the top of the cage at Christian Cage, TNA was pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, it's easy to forget, but there's a short window in there where they were actually competitive right before they kind of took the Bischoff approach. Yeah. Um, where Kurt yeah. Angle was the heart of the company and it, it just oh, goes yeah. to show you that like one person coming in can change the fucking game. Kurt Angle changed the game. CM Punk changed the game tonight. I don't think anyone else that comes in now will change the game. I think CM Punk just set the rules. Yeah. Um, any other, if like, that's the only other thing I would say is that like, you could have probably taken advantage of Wyndham. Like there's, there's other approaches that you probably could have, made more money with and generally like satiated a wider fan base 
it's a gorilla approach that they took. It was really like, that's the thing that I think feels best about it. It's kind of like, ah, who gives a fuck? Yeah, we'll throw CM Punk out there tonight, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, no plan. Yeah. <laughs> Not no just script. him out there no alone, script. but like, yeah, there's no let, other. Let wrestlers do wrestling. Just rest- a script. Let them do wrestling. No plan. <laughs> yeah. Go out yeah, there and do, rest- do wrestling. Oh, hey, my man, God. You're a good wrestler. <laughs> Go out there and wrestle. We're going to say what made wrestling so great back in the day. Call it in the ring. <laughs> Call it in the ring. That's all you needed, right? And just like, oh, man. And you just brought back that moment of Kurt Angle when he said, oh, it's real. It's damn real. It's damn real. And that was big. That was big then. You're right. And he even in that same interview with Rosenberg, he even name dropped TNA. And then, he, you know, Vince, the ego kicked in. He's like, TNA, well, I, I think that's what they're called. But anyway, yeah, they, they also learned that, you know, this isn't an easy business, that it takes long-term investments. And then, but just for a but second. he did the I, same thing with them. He was like, oh, yeah, you can have Kurt Angle. You can have this guy. You can have that guy. You can have Hulk Take Booker Hogan, T. Take Kevin Nash. Bishop, take Flair. Booker T. You can have Taz. You can have all these people. <laughs> but guess what? You can't afford them, so you're going to fail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like a, it's like a whole, Weird. like a, it's a very Bugs Bunny type of approach to like doing wrestling. It's like duck season, rabbit season kind of thing. <laughs> oh, oh, you need wrestlers. Here's all our most talented guys. Just take them. We trained them for like five years, but we don't want them. Go ahead, take yeah. them. You're gonna fail. <laughs> Man, and, and just like, and yeah, you're right. And but right now, I just do you guys. I don't see anything. I think AEW just just got themselves a bulletproof vest for a little while. How many shots it'll take? Time will tell and egos will tell. You just can't have, don't hire anyone that's going to come in and be better for business. Hire the right people with the, you know, more heart and less uh, box office history. I just think you used the perfect metaphor, uh, which is that AEW wears a bulletproof vest while Roman Reigns wears a bulletproof vest. (laughs) <laughs> you're right right yeah you're like, right protect the protect the person in the company because we're or whatever we're above all the bullets versus the the company itself is now protected uh oh yeah i mean gonna... I'm, like this is the other challenge try to book the show next week for aew that no one gives a fuck about <laughs> right yeah it's possible yeah I noticed and I was looking and I was looking at their schedule because that was the first thing. Cause how do you follow up? You know, I think I think Dynamite's gonna ride this high over a million easily, but the next rampage is gonna tell the tale. But I'm noticing we're coming to Milwaukee. We'll come into Cincinnati. It's just like they're they're staying close. Yeah, they're staying, to that they're ra- staying up north, yeah. Yeah, they're staying in that radius of uh, Moxley's hometown. We're gonna stay in mm-hmm. Punk's hometown where they're no they're they're playing it smart of getting these hometown pops. They're not going to go. Yeah. They're not going to show up in a territory where they don't necessarily know who's the most over right now. Yeah. They know who the most over. And this isn't WWE. They're not booking the hometown people, you know, to join the kiss my ass club. Yeah. They're booking right. these people as hometown champions coming yeah. in. Yeah. Right. To, to stay over. And that's how they're <laughs> going to keep endearing themselves to the fans. But yeah, next Friday is going to be really important booking because it's just like now you got a month i think it's i think it's gonna do great i think they have all week to promote this i think it's gonna be all over the news and social media i think it i think i think it's gonna it's gonna go well because and and if you're looking at the competition you know that monday night we're gonna have rhea ripley fight nikki af again (laughs) 
<laughs> you already know that's going to happen Monday night. Yeah.